Welcome in, folks. College Football Connection. How you doing? Marty Jenkins alongside my man Alvin Reed. And we were just talking on air a second ago just about how surreal this situation is in Lawrence, Kansas. I mean, there's really nothing you can say. I mean, we got to start, you know, figuring out where to file this uh, under most surprising seasons in college football history, Alvin. Yeah, well, if it continues. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it's odd, but the, the, the season that Mangino ended up getting fired after they won their first five games and didn't win another game. Have I counted myself? Am I making bowl plans yet? No, not until they win a sixth game. They have to win that sixth game. And it'll be a tough, tough game. At home, uh, TCU, game day, 11 a.m. kickoff. I mean, I mean, they're already going at it right now in Lawrence. Oh, I know yeah. my good well, I know peeps. I would be. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, they they should have just called off class. But actually, you know what? They didn't have to because it's fall break. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So is that one full week? I uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if they have to be back on Monday or, or how it's going to work. But the game is sold out. So, so a uh, lot of the kids that would have went back to their hometowns though probably stuck around. At least they're sticking around for the weekend. I'm yeah. sure. At least for Saturday. Oh boy. Yeah. There's going to be some uh, there's going to be some uh, tickets given out by the police I think uh, uh well, this weekend in Lawrence. you know it's a uh, hey sold out last week what a fantastic homecoming weekend mm-hmm. I just have to just tell you it was it Let's was it. it was surreal being there and and the game is sold out and the hill is full of fans and just a beautiful day yeah. and just a crazy game I mean Iowa State's kicker hits the right upright twice and then shanks the last one mm-hmm. which would have tied the game um you make so many defensive plays don't get a lot of offense, but but you win the game and you move to five and zero. Oh. Five and zero, oh, unbelievable! Uh, and you're number nineteen in the country. Right, I said, you know, I said like the one thing about last week was, all right, so you're basically twenty sixth in the country, but if you win your game between teams moving out and you moving up, you will be kind of ensconced in the in the top twenty five. Ku loses by a field goal to TCU. Um, you're still in the top twenty five. I think we're still in the top twenty five. Oh, absolutely, right, and that's and I don't want. To, 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 you know, say, like, I'm not begging to be there, kind of, you know. Um, you win your top 15. Yeah. And so I just say, but but if you win, now all of a sudden you're, you're, you're top 15. 6-0. and 6-0. Oh. And, oh, and you're going to play an Oklahoma team on the road that needed a fluke play to beat you last year in Lawrence. Yeah, and just got smoked. And how the good team. are they? That's that's one of the things that, as we start going through here, um, about TCU that I'm going to bring up. And it's more about Oklahoma, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, man, I got a lot of family that are Oklahoma fans, and what a disappointing season they're having thus far. Well, we'll move right into it. TCU comes to town. Sonny Dykes, you know, a very good coach. They're, they're uh, number 17 in the country. They're favored in Lawrence by 6.5, over under 69.5. Um, college game day is going to be there. Sell out third straight time. TCU strolls in. Just smoke the Sooners, 55-24. to 24. In Norman, they got a hell of a quarterback, you know, in Max, and he's got 11 touchdowns, no picks. He's thrown for 1,000 yards. Um, this has moved a little bit. It opened at five. Now it's at six and a half. Um, generally, I would go the opposite way. Um, I just really, really like this TCU team, and I'm going to be objective, you know, because – by the way, your and I's record, I'll go back and double-check mm-hmm. it in a second. It's outstanding this year. It's almost at a 70% clip, both of us. Five to six and a half, but I'm still going to take TCU. I think they cover the six and a half. KU's due for a pooper, in my opinion. 
Um, I just think the emotions may be a little bit too high for this one. And I'm also going to go the under. TCU and the under. I'm going to go just like I did last week. I'm going to take my points. I'm going to take KU. I'm going to take my six and a half. I'm also going to play the under on that 69.5. And my question is this. Are, are we still giving Oklahoma too much respect? Now, Oklahoma got thumped at home by Kansas State. Yep. All right. Oklahoma goes on the road and gets thumped by TCU. But it seems like TCU is being rewarded for putting a beat down on Oklahoma. But this is a team that got beat pretty handily at home the week before. How good is Oklahoma? Just name brand. Right. So is Oklahoma so good that TCU beating them adds a point and a half to the spread? You know, if if we're starting the week at five and now at six and a half, is 1.5 of that because you beat Oklahoma handedly at home? How good is Oklahoma? Now, maybe, you know, we play at 11. uh, Oklahoma, Texas plays at 11. Uh, Maybe by halftime, we'll have a better viewpoint on just exactly what Oklahoma is, just exactly what TCU is, just exactly what KU is. Yeah, I may roll with Texas in that game. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know. On and, that, and, and, I don't know who's going to show up to play. Yeah, but I agree with you on your Oklahoma point. And the fact that you just said, eh, I don't know, I'm with you because out of every week that we've done this year, all these games that we're going to do today, it's been the, eh, I don't know. These have been damn tough to call these this upcoming uh, weekend's games, in my uh, opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're going Kansas and what? Uh, under 69. Five. Okay. You're going Kansas and under. Mm-hmm. Um, man, if Kansas wins again, good well, Lord. And, and it's, it's, it's every week they have to prove it to me over yeah. again. And this goes back to West Virginia because I sometimes I I I don't want to say you know I just remind myself Alvin you thought they had no chance when they went to West Virginia right and you thought that the schedule makers from four or five years ago that then sent them on the road to play Houston the very next week weren't giving them a chance to get any momentum going into that Duke game and then you know then following Iowa State. They won those games. I don't care how they won them. I don't care that they fell behind. I don't care about any about that because they won, and I didn't think they would win. So who am I to say, like, you have no chance against TCU? That's just – I should be beyond that. Right. Well, real quick, because a lot of people are saying your your boy may end up, you know, because he's a Wisconsin guy, he may end up coaching in Madison. And I think a lot of this mm. – um, or, or Nebraska, you know, you never know, whatever. He may stay in Lawrence. But – I was going to ask you this. Off the top of your head, do you know, does Kansas return a lot next year? Well, Kansas has done marvelous things in the portal. Kansas also, because we had so few scholarships, and then that this is a school that benefited from the fact that you could now, you know, you could go past the 25 scholarship limit because you, because you were so down on scholarships. So between transfer, a decent recruiting class so far, which is coming in, but Martin Wheels is back, right? Yeah. Marty, we got a lot of guys who were like, got three and four years of eligibility left. <laughs> now, not all of these are, are on the two deep, but, but there are guys on that team that will be in their third season yeah. and can, will still have a, a year or two after next year. So, I mean, they won't fall off the face of the earth. And I've met the man, and this is, I if, if he took, a job someplace else, I would not call. I would not call it dishonorable. Yep. But I just get this feeling that he is going to honor his contract at least through next season. And you return Devin Neal, mm. Daniels, 
your your top receiver Grimm. Yes. Back. Yeah. They're all coming back. Right. And one reason that Kansas is able to do what they're doing is because they suddenly have a two deep roster, mm-hmm. and that did not exist. That just did not exist. Those walk ons were coming on the field two years ago. Well, we'll see if the magical story can continue. And even if they uh, they lose, it's still a magical story. I mean, oh, already, you already. Know. You're supposed to win two games. I mean, it's is a question: Will you win two games? And you win your first five games of the season, and you beat some pretty good opponents. That's I'll take that. Right. All right. Um, number eight, Tennessee, at number twenty five, LSU. Vols favored by two and a half. They're undefeated. Over under sixty five. Um, I hate to say this because I don't like the guy, but old Kelly's turned it around. You you know, week one, you know, when they played Florida mm-hmm. State. Everybody was like, oh, boy, it's going to be a brutal short trip for him in Baton Rouge. But they've turned it around. Uh, they're 4-1. and one. They're ranked now. Um, in comes Tennessee. Um, you know, they lead the SEC in, you know, most offensive categories. But then again, they really haven't played anybody. Um, I think quarterback Hendon Hooker is going to get time in this game. Um, I also think Cedric Tillman, if he plays, he's got an ankle injury. He's going to have a big day. But I hate to say this, Alvin. Um Death Valley at night. Uh, give me that two and a half. Um, I'm going to take LSU. Uh, I'm going to take them with the two and a half points at home. And um, I like the over as well. What do you think? Well, I'm, I'm with you on the, the two and a half. I, I like LSU in this one. Although, you know, LSU, while, you know, you play a Florida State team, you figure out a way to lose that game. Then Florida State, what, lost them to, to Mississippi State? Or who did they lose to last week? So, but yeah, you know, how good is Florida State? Also, who has LSU really played? Mm-hmm. This is a game that I understand why Tennessee on the road at night, tough, at Baton Rouge, is still favored by two and a half. But yeah. I'm with you. I'm going to take LSU. I'm going to take those two and a half points. I am going to play the under, though. They lost to Wake Forest. Yeah, right. uh, Wake. Okay. Um, okay, I, so I, you're I, going with LSU and the under. I'm going with the under on that one. Man, if Brian Kelly wins this game and they somehow catapult back in, they'll they'll be a top. They'll move up ten spots if they win this game. I think into the top fifteen if they beat the number six team in the country. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I don't know on that one. Seven or eight spots. Bottom line is Brian Kelly. Mm. I, I can't stand him. Right. <laughs> but, well, well, but but. What has he really done? I mean, so far, he's beaten some teams that he was supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, after that Florida State game, who do they play? Kirkwood High School, um, <laughs> Southeastern, Louisiana Tech. Uh, you know, they've and then what? They beat, oh, bottom half SEC team. So they haven't really. They, they went to Auburn and won, but what's Auburn? But no, who cares? Yeah. Missouri, <laughs> Missouri went to Auburn and won, just Ooh. couldn't hand the ball over to goal line you know um, well let's uh, let's transition into that missouri game real quick <laughs> last weekend i'm sitting there watching that and you know that's one of those games we yeah. we get them throughout the year you know number one in the country they're sleepwalking but the whole time the i'm alvin i'm telling you i've been i was texting a million people and the whole entire time even in the first quarter the second mm. quarter i'm like there's still no way Missouri will win this game. They'll find a way to lose this game, and lo and behold. Well, I, I agree with you. Now, you know, coming off of everything that had happened that afternoon, okay, mm-hmm. and I get back to, you know, like just all day, just got there early and helped set up for the, you know, tailgate and just, just was there all day long. So I back, walked back to my car just just jubilance in the streets and everybody's high-fiving, hugging, and people are out on their porches, you know, like near the stadium, just cheering, you know. This was beautiful. Like, so I get into the car, you know, like, and I'm driving back up to where I was staying at the hotel. And um, so the Missouri game is on. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening. I'm like, 
Missouri, very good. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, you know, I'm thinking about how I just said Georgia's going to just wear them out. So I said, I, I think I'm going to miss this. I think they'll hang. Okay. Next thing I know, Missouri has a chance to win the game. And when Missouri got the ball back, Georgia didn't score, and they were still up 10, and you're in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I said, like, all Missouri needs to do is put together, like, a five, six-minute drive. Turn the field over even. You know what I mean? Push them back and just take time off the clock. And they didn't do it, and Georgia comes right back down the field and scores. But now Missouri's got the ball again. Yep. And you're thinking, like, man, Missouri, you've put yourself in a situation where if you could get three first downs, man, they're Georgia may not have enough time. Mm-hmm. All right. They needed that win, man. Uh, well, how about you get Luther Burden the ball? I say this every <laughs> we week, man. God. <laughs> Here's a thought. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Like KJ Hamler, you see that last night? Yeah. Oh boy, that may be that was maybe one of the worst games in NFL history. Oh gosh, oh, <laughs> oh. And I got friends who live in Denver. They're Broncos fans, and that's a big NFL state. Like they love their Broncos. Oh, I know. That was embarrassing. That man. was embarrassing. And they gave they backed up the Brinks truck for Russell Wilson and that head coach. And, 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 you and I may as well be. Well, out there I, I would have to say that this, no matter what you think about Russell Wilson and where he was at last year, it isn't like he just completely forgot how to play quarterback. You need to ask Hackett, hey dude, what kind of offense are you running that don't nobody out there know what the hell they're doing? Right. How about you simplify things and, you know, just let Russ run around and mm-hmm. throw the ball and just how about getting some victories? Run the damn ball, yeah. like Richard Sherman said. <laughs> yeah. um, so you may look at this line like, wow, Mizzou almost beat Georgia, and they're 11-point dogs in the swamp. Yes, they are, and I'm going to take Florida to cover that. I think we have a big letdown game for Missouri. They were hyped for the occasion last week. I think M- Mizzou actually gets smoked in this game, and the over-under is 55. I'm going to take Florida and the under Alvin. I'm going to take Missouri and I'm going to take my 11 points. I am going to go on the over. I, I have no respect for Georgia right now. I'm jo- Not Georgia, Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida ain't shown me nothing. And Utah just gave that game away when they went down there and played the first week. So, I nope, Florida, you got to prove it. Swamp or no. Missouri at least has played some decent football on the line at scrimmage, both defensively and offensively. All right, prove it to me, Florida. And I don't think you can. You're going Mizzou Andy over. I'm I'm taking I'm taking Mizzou. I'm taking my eleven points and I'm going with the over. Okay. Well you just mentioned um you just mentioned Utah. So uh we'll transition to that. <laughs> and another huge story. Number eleven Utah, they go to number eighteen UCLA and and you know, Kelly's got them undefeated, uh, which is a huge shock in my opinion, because heading into the year their over under for wins is right around five hundred. Right. Um Utah's three and a half point favorites, over under sixty four and a half. Um, uh, you know, Dorian Thompson's been great for the Bruins. Jake Bobo's been great. I think he was the Duke transfer. UCLA's got it rolling. Uh gonna be a packed house there again. I actually think now Utah's playoff hopes that they hang in the balance here. You know, we talked about it. They lost in the swamp earlier in the year, but this was a team that was supposed to make the final four. Um, you can lose early. You can't lose twice though if you're Utah. And I think that UCLA will actually win this game. I think it's gonna be a shootout, and I'm taking UCLA. Um, with the three and a half points, and I'm taking the over. I'm, I'm with you on that one. We agree on that one on both ends. UCLA, I like that three and a half. They could still lose that football game, but our, you know, three point loss, something like that. But I'm taking UCLA. I'm taking those three and a half, and I think it will be over uh, 64 and a half. I think it'll be way over 64 and a half. I agree. Um, 
All right, so let's move. Up. So, like, I'm writing this down. I'm already, we've had UCLA, and both of us took the over, correct? Yes. How about another local team, uh, Alvin? You're fighting Illini. Uh, Four and one. What you don't get fired for for losing the teams you're not supposed to, but you lose to Illinois and get beat bad at home, and they they fire you up there in Wisconsin, and the man had won. Seven and a half out of every ten football games they play, and you get fired. A lot of people were surprised by that. I'm very surprised by that. Just that it happened in general. I, I'm surprised it happened in general. Now you never know. You know I, that just felt like some suggestions were made, mm-hmm. and coach suggested that they put it where the sun don't shine or something like that because that just isn't that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, and they're not doing good recruiting wise. But still, I mean. For his overall record to be as good as it was in Madison, right? Know, to give him the axe at that time, big shocker. That absolutely. Um, and I don't, you know, you have no guarantee that Lance Leipold is going to go to Wisconsin. I don't think you're firing people because of you think you're going to get this guy or that guy. I'm not quite buying that yet. How much did he get at Kansas? And how many years? Right now, I think he's only about like three million, two point five, something like that. And he got an extension, so he's he's covered for the next, I guess, three seasons after say, this 25? one. Twenty five. Yeah. Two thousand twenty five. Yeah. He seems like he's a great guy, you know, with good morals. Wants to. He came there. To, to, to He had a goal in mind. He's already damn near achieved that right, goal. Right, but what is that goal? I mean, we haven't achieved really anything yet. We've won some football games. I guess what I'm getting to is right. it, it wouldn't surprise me, especially in this day and age, you know, maybe he does stick that out. And you're right for a little bit longer than people would expect. Right, plus he's not in his 40s. This man is my age. You know, yeah. and, and so not to say he he doesn't feel a, rushed. Okay. I don't think he feels rushed to do anything. Right. Why don't I be the king of Lawrence and – then if I went to a Nebraska or something like that, I get us to the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the the maybe to the you maybe I don't think they can make the college football playoff in the next five or six years. But maybe at the time, you know, he he turns Nebraska around just like he turned every place else around, or he turns this other program around that does, it hasn't fired their coach yet, and and at seventy one or whatever, he says I'm done. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think he's in a, in a rush to do anything. Isn't that crazy? You would think as the older you get, you get in a rush, but no, it's just the opposite. People in their 40s, they now want to be Lou Saban when they're, you know, 45 years old mm-hmm. instead of 65 years old. Right. I don't I don't get that, you know. Be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um 36 and a half Alvin this over under on the, the Illini at home against Iowa. Illinois uh, favored by three and a half. 36 and a half. You know, when you look at this, um Man, you and I said coming in before we jumped on air how difficult these games were to yes. call this weekend. There yes. was a lot of them. Like, did a lot of research, and when I was done doing research on every game, I still didn't know what the hell I wanted to go with. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be as advertised, and it's going to be really bad. I'm going to take the under 36 and a half, and I think the Illini cover. I think they cover the three and a half, so give me the under handle the Illini. I'm, I'm with you on that. And you, we'll tell our, our, our good listeners that we don't tell each other what we have picked. Oh, absolutely. All right. So, um, you know, when we agree or disagree, it's natural agreement or disagreement. I agree with you on this one. I've got Illinois. I'm giving the three and a half. And I'm going with the over on the 36-5. Okay. All right. I, I just – Illinois showed me something last week. Mm-hmm. That at least I'm not saying that they're in the top tier of Big Ten teams, but I am saying that I I don't think you do that unless you're a pretty good football team. And I think 
Iowa is stubborn. Iowa will you maybe you won't score as many points on Iowa as you did Wisconsin last week. Yeah. But at the same time, what we, we, has has Iowa has done nothing to show you that they could physically score <laughs> twenty one points in a Big Ten game. Now, who they? I guess they. Got it up to what twenty four or whatever was against Rutgers or somebody or yeah. what? Well, twenty seven ten over Rutgers at home. Yep. So I hey, uh, come on. Hey, your winner of this game's first in the SE or in the Big Ten in the West. West. <laughs> Please, <laughs> crazy thing. Uh, Nebraska won last week. They're not eliminated. I know. <laughs> Boy. Things are uh, bad on that side. Yo, I know. And talk, Big Ten can talk about that billion-dollar contract and on and on and on, man. They got a half a division over there that they play no football. Hey, you want to talk about, mm-hmm. and this is a dude I liked, and I wanted him to come to South Bend a few years ago, but if we're axing coaches, you know, you know, Fitzgerald's over there sitting at one and four at Northwestern. He'll be there forever. I, I, I know, but it's like one and four. But he could point to you. This is why we're one and four because we're in that transit. Uh, you know that 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 transition year. I need three, four, five years to get the team to the height where it is, and when we turn it over, I need time to get it back. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what his record was last year. I mean, I, I do like. Fitzgerald. Ooh, last they, year they were three and nine. Now I'm going to say they were under last year too. Uh, I like the way he coaches. I know he's working. The COVID uh, year they were seven and two. Yeah. So I think that now next year, you know, he turns in another three and something. People start talking. Then people start talking. He was three and nine and nineteen. So this yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know he's running out of. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Cool. So you're rolling with the Illini and the over. I'm going uh, Illini and the under. Um, speaking of Notre Dame, they're uh, they're in the desert. Uh, number sixteen BYU comes in, hell of a team. They're three point underdogs, and you know Alvin, our numbers have been great this year. I am all over my lock of the week. Give me BYU and three and a half points against that Irish offense. It's horrible. BYU, you know, coming off a 38-24 win over Wyoming, that's sixty two points mm-hmm. right there. So give me BYU. And the over, and I love BYU in this game. Well, we agreed on the last one. We disagree on both ends on this one. Wow. Notre Dame, I'm giving that three and a half, and I think we're going under 51. Yes, Notre Dame won't ring up the scoreboard, but I think Notre Dame is is getting their feet underneath them. I was going to say, you think they start to string together a few wins? I, I I think they do. I think it helps that Notre Dame is playing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. All right, BYU, everybody's making jokes and all that, but quite frankly. You know, the high rollers of Notre Dame are coming out there to Las Vegas, and they want that team to win on that stage in that city. Hmm. And think about recruiting. You're close to the West Coast, and, you know, Notre Dame puts a beat down on BYU. Not that they're recruiting really against them, but, you know, in this world, you want to go out there, you want to play in that time zone, and you want to win. And I think that there is pressure for Notre Dame to win, and I think Notre Dame, I, I think they get it done. Do you think they'd be ranked if they won this game? Yes, three and two. I, I, with the horrible loss to Marshall, but they would just have beaten the number sixteen team. And in the and you also you still could go back and say like who gave Ohio State the closest game, and quite frankly, who's going to give Ohio State their closest game until maybe they play Michigan, and that will probably be Notre Dame. Marshall. Isn't that odd? And Marshall, lost. it was all on the field up there in Columbus. I think if you played Marshall the first game of the year. Notre Dame wins, and then you play Ohio State the next game, yep. and they oh, and then Notre Dame plays them a tough game like that. Mm-hmm. 
and Notre Dame wins the games that they would have, you know, since then, yeah. Notre Dame is in the top 15 easily. Yeah. yeah. Easily. With the same guys. Now, granted, you lost to Marshall. No, you know. But you think that there is a good chance that, you know, they could write this ship and, and string together a nine Yes, win, I thought about it. Yes. Even maybe. after they lost to Marshall, I thought that Notre Dame could still reel off five, six wins. I mean, I think the USC game is it is in South Bend. Well, yeah, you're kind of leading me into that point right now. Not only, though, they, actually, they, they have to go to the college. Okay, now that might be a little. Uh, they host Clemson. You're playing two top five teams still. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you play number 22. Syracuse is quietly number 22. It's quietly number 22 and a pretty good football team. You know, you, know, you win all you those. You got your chances. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, I look, I'm, I'm sure Marcus Freeman, administration, everybody knows. It's like, look, for all the, the gloom and doom, we get hot. We win those games. We finish in the top 10. We finish in a top tier bowl game. All we can say is we lost to the best, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the country, and then we blew it against Marshall the next week. Okay, this is going out there a little bit, but mm-hmm. I love to do this. If they finished 10-2 and two, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they beat the number six team in the country and the number five team in the country, despite the loss to Marshall, mm-hmm. I think you are right. I think they still would be number eight or nine in the country. Yes, they would. I think if they won all those games going into – I do not think they would be in the college football – you know, playoffs. Right. But going, if they won all those games, they would be the, they would be the team in the bowl that wasn't in the yeah. college football playoff. Even with two losses. Even with two losses. Even with two losses. And they might, they, they might end up playing the SEC team that gets jettisoned uh, between like maybe Georgia and Alabama because I don't think both of those teams are going to make the final four. Now that's an interesting. Uh, that's interesting. Somebody's losing along the way. That, that's interesting. You mentioned that. Right. Uh, that's mm. something I'm gonna have to look into because, uh, you know, right now, and you know, we're we're already in week six, but Alabama, mm. Georgia, Ohio State, you got but, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan. Whoever loses that is out of it. It's probably out. But Georgia plays Alabama in the SEC title game. Yeah. Okay. It, the, it, again, it, <laughs> again, is the loser got a path right into the Final Four this year? A Georgia team that damn near lost to Missouri. A Georgia team that struggled with Kent State. An Alabama team that already didn't got beat. You know. I, that, that'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking at the rankings here. Old Miss is still sitting there at 5-0. and oh. Did you see that game last week? Yeah, that was, yeah. I they should have lost that game. Yeah, they should have. Right, Kentucky should have won that game. Man, they got an easy schedule, too. Old Miss may be sitting there at, like, <laughs> wow. Check this out. Old Miss could be 10-0. and oh. When they host number one Alabama on November twelfth, yeah, and and get their doors blown right out of <laughs> Oxford, Mississippi. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, they filled the stands there in Oxford. Last I know weekend. they showed up. They, got they showed up, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, USC, USC, um, a Wazoo team that's pretty good. USC at home mm. is only twelve point favorites against Washington State. The over under is sixty six. Uh, Washington State, very solid squad. USC, kind of quietly number six in the country. Um, but I do think USC, I don't think they blow them out. 12 points isn't a lot, mm. but I think they win by a couple touchdowns, and I think it's going to be a sloppy affair. I'm going to go USC in the under. I'm going to go Washington and the over. Opposite on that. Opposite well. on that. So, so hey, love that competition, baby. 
USC. I, I just USC, man, they go through some doldrums mm-hmm. in their games, mm-hmm. where they they just don't do anything for a quarter at a time. Yeah, but then, then all of a sudden Lincoln Riley has them looking like. You know, this is the year. The Reggie Bush, Matt Leinert. Yeah, right. But I think USC in many ways, um, and I'm not comparing the two. I think USC beats KU in a football game, home, away, uh, neutral site. But these are two teams that are, are, are a year ahead of where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Because they're not like, look, the USC is a mess. Mm-hmm. And Lincoln Riley brought, you know, got this quarterback out there and he's got some skill players, but man, that, that thing is a mess. Right, right. Well, he got that stabilized and they are they are what they are. Mm-hmm. They maybe they don't have it looked all that dominating, but they've won their games. So what can you say? Right. You know, like so but 12 points USC a Washington team that, you know, if you look at how they play, they probably, you know, I forgot who they played and lost to, and they like, how we lose that game? So, you know, I, I think their wa- best win is they went to Lincoln and beat Nebraska. Yeah, good point. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> that don't mean no whole bunch. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good point. Now, I, I think they stay close enough, you know, you know how it is, Marty, like they're down 17 to score a touchdown, you know, and they're down 10 and USC runs out the clock, something right. like that. But I, I, I think Washington covers to 12. I do think we're going over 66 points. Real quick, I'm 29 and 14. Um, you are 28 and 12. That is huge. That's like over 70%. Um, so, folks, you know, if you if you haven't laid the bets, lay them because our numbers right now, especially Alvin's, are through the roof. So, no, mm-hmm. you know, eventually we're going to hit a rough weekend. Well, no, I, I you know, and I, look – we know how this is done, and when you say a correction, it doesn't mean that, you know, it. this has all been just blind luck. At the same time, I mean, I seriously, I wish I knew or anybody knew that you could go 28 and 12 picking college football so far this season the way the season has gone. Right. Because I would say, like, if it was 28-12, and I don't care how much you, you wagered per game, I'd, I'd probably – stop oh no absolutely <laughs> i'd probably be done for the year absolutely like, wait because all all we're gonna do from here on in is you know like there, you know just there seems to have to be a natural correction i got full confidence in myself and yourself i'm just saying that okay yeah at the end of the year if i'm you know 56 and 24 then we need to really hire ourselves out we double That's this what i'm thinking at yeah. what point like we start you know trying to i mean those numbers are unbelievable yeah i so far i really have been you know confident we haven't you know done too many where i just said like man i really don't i i, I you know i i really do feel like the ones that are on here jump out yeah you know you we you select the games and i do feel like they jump out some of them are, are just like i felt missouri like florida uh, you know, given Mizzou 11, that jumped out at me. Like, I don't think Florida can beat Missouri by 11 points in a football right. game down there. Illinois, why am I so all of a sudden think? Not that Illinois is a super team or anything like that, but I'm thinking, like, Iowa? Iowa is getting too much credit. Illinois is not getting enough. Now, let's say the flip happens. Missouri blown out. Uh, Illinois struggles, wins by a point. They don't cover. You know, it's it's all that. I would say, like, I should have seen that comment. I had too much faith. So, you know, that that's how that's what I mean. Some of these maybe might be flip of coin games, mm-hmm. but I feel confident in 
what I've done so far. Hey, real quick, um, off the record, well, on the record, off the record, mm-hmm. however you want to say it, uh, before we sign off, today's a pick 'em down at Bush Stadium. Oh, every I yeah, <laughs> and I, and I don't. Today's going to be interesting, man. I mean, Philly's damn good. The Philly can hit. Yes. And, and that pitcher they got rolling out today has been hot lately. Wheeler's Wheeler. been hot. And, all right, what do you get out of Quintana? There's a reason he's on your team. You know, it ain't like he's out there 20-game winner. Now, he got his act together when he got here. That's fine. But, you know, that's one of those where Wheeler could pitch well, our guy could p- pitch poorly, you're down early, you know, what do you do with the bullpen? Do you start churning up the bullpen in the first game? Well, you have to. I mean, you know, you have to. And I What do you need out of him today? Yeah, I, I mean I think you need all you need all you need is the Cardinals to hit. You need them to take care of business against Wheeler. It doesn't matter really what happens. You you get this one guy start out of the way, and as long as the Cardinals score runs, you'll you'll be okay. Yeah. But the Cardinals just decide to show up and do that don't score score one run thing and next thing you know you're down 5-1 or some something like that now you are now you're kind of way more desperate than you need to be going into a game too right and i think it's intriguing because we look at everything that's transpired this year for the cardinals i mean you know storylines galore especially mm-hmm. you know the big 3 pool holes blah 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 it's like and we'll always remember that but it's like you know how will this season be remembered if you flame out early oh no and and you know what in the spring and all through the winter the talk will be what a glorious season it was and but y'all got swept no no just no nobody will talk about that oh okay. and then at the beginning of next year you know and yachty's not there and albert pujols is not there and wainwright who knows what he's bringing back with him as far as how well he will pitch all of a sudden you know what how good a team were we? <laughs> Who do we beat? Milwaukee. All right. And that pretty much propelled us. We were the third. You know, we won the division. Uh, who had a uh, – well, um, the Mets had a better record than us. Braves. Mets. Braves. But I'm, of the teams that did win their division. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So the Mets had a better record than us. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Padres ended up four games – behind us in yeah, total say, wins yeah yeah you know so and I, oh the, uh, so you just you know what will happen is at spring training next year if we do if we don't get out of the wild card series all right spring training it'll dawn on everybody that how good a team were we really mm-hmm. and that's well, then you got to start thinking about the future that's what i mean exactly well i'm gonna go on the record right now my prediction is we sit here an hour before game mm-hmm. time I think the Cardinals will win this series, but I think they get beat in the NLDS. I, I think that the Cardinals will win this series too, but also that I, in past years I thought, man, the Cardinals roll into this series against a Padres, against a whoever, and they always take care of their business. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way too. The Phillies have to show me that they're good enough to come in here and, and, and hit the baseball and not be overwhelmed by the situation. Now, if you're the Phillies – especially those that have been around a lot, and Harper played for the Nationals and all that. You know, when they throw the first pitch and they look around, they see the Bush Stadium is not sold out. I think they will, in their own minds, they'll say, like, what's up with this? <laughs> wait, we're used to, like, this is, like, hard to win. It's like, man, wait a minute, hold it. Yeah. They ain't even this that ain't capacity? Nothing. Come on, let's <laughs> let's go out here and light these people up. 
That's a good point. Yeah. They haven't been to the playoffs since 11, man. I know. Isn't that something? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, man. All right, man. Well, good luck this weekend. I'll um, need it, man. I'll be up early watching game day. Um, yep. I'll be watching. I, I wish I could be there this go around, but I've been ripping and running up and down that highway enough. So, um, and I'll be going to the bowl game. I I do have confidence that KU can find one more win at least, and wherever they play, I'm going to go. As long as it's not Hawaii, you know. <laughs> I got no Hawaii money now. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they win this weekend and they keep the uh, the great story. Well, going. you know, if they if they became bowl eligible on the day that game day came to town and you beat the number twelve ranked team in the nation, and you're nineteen and you know you're going to move up, um, I think it would. Uh, be fitting it, it would be fitting mm-hmm. and so we'll see we'll see what happens and um appreciate y'all listening alvin and i are probably going to get off air here you're going to go watch cards game i'm going to go back down to the office do a couple of pages and then i'm going to debate whether to go down there and just try to snag one on the street you know yeah. you mentioned it too be cheap yeah i know 20 30 bucks to get in i bet yeah easily yeah right all right guys thanks for listening and good luck this weekend alvin appreciate you as always man all right man. see you guys peloton let's go This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.